Welcome again to 79th Live. I'm Colin in the marketing team and I'm here again with Dave Webster, our chairman. And um, we've had a few meetings recently where we've been talking about uh, your recent trip to Guinea and mm. how uh, effective that was and how excited you are about what you've seen so far. And I think you'll be going again in a few months and um, lots of excitement. And we'll be talking more about it on our social media channels mm -hmm. in the coming months. Yeah. So we just wanted to have another chat about that. And maybe uh, this time we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, what we call an innovation and opportunity because um, you've mentioned a few little sound bites about how um, some of the things that you've seen out there has just kind of blown your mind in a way. Um, there's a lot of progression in Guinea. Uh, every time you go back out there, you're seeing more and more about um, the opportunities that they're trying to find themselves. And I think one thing you mentioned is how, you know, they're, they're looking to be involved in the, in the, in the, commodities industry because that's a, it's big business for them out there but not necessarily just in the mining because it's unsafe and so on so they're actually setting up their own initiatives and their own education within um within within the mining industry which mm. i just thought was really interesting because mm. it sounds like there's a lot of entrepreneurship happening out there which is mm -hmm. which is nice yeah, yeah. so were you surprised by the scale like how far the, the industry reaches beyond just the actual drilling out there or is it something that you've always known about i i, I was surprised colin because um, I was there a while ago, maybe a year ago, something like that. But now there's this new world order, and it is a new world order that we're all in. Mm. This is this is never what happened to the world right now. We've never been here before. Not everyone together. It's usually like a European issue, or but right now you go to like Guinea, and I was staggered by their focus on the environment. Yeah, women in women in business. Yeah, and it was actually refreshing because we, as you well know, we've been banging on banging on about this from day one. Yeah, because we want to equalize everything and we yeah. want to save the planet. That's what we need to do. And there's enough knowledge out there to know that we are killing the planet. So there's safer ways to do it as yeah. well, yeah. which is not dangerous. And believe it or not, with the right with the right with the right science checkbook, you can afford the right equipment, etc. Um, and the education there and include everyone and show them a different way to do it. Mm. So we don't need 50 bulldozers anymore, or we don't need all the diesel, the diesel for, for fuel anymore because there's alternatives now. Yeah. So we are looking at them alternatives and we're going to do it different. And I think it was probably something you said back in the day, you know, or someone developed in here that do, doing it different. And we are definitely doing that different. Yeah. I called it a revolution when I was there, but I think the, like most business in the world, it's been used, it's been lazy, and it's only ever done it one way. So the mining space, which we are not miners, by the way, but the the mining space is only ever been done one way. Find gold or find diamonds or find silver, bring a load of machinery and rip the earth apart. Well, there's an alternative to that. Now, it's the same, it's the same business, but there's a way of doing it so you can tell you've never been there. And you're not harming the trees, and the and the locals benefit from it, yeah. and that's what Nat and people like her upstairs are focused on. That there are alternatives, and right now we're growing that space. And we're, we, at the moment, since we've come back, we've had companies contact us and say we have alternatives to diesel, mm. we have alternatives to them type of bulldozers. We've got green versions of that. Yeah. Are you interested? Damn right, we're interested yeah. because it sells us as different anyway, yeah. and we want to be different. So yeah, but the, the space now. And we're going to also, just to touch on the people, the people there are so poor. It, 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 it's striking. I saw Natalie, our CEO, is a pretty hard woman, right? Mm. She doesn't buckle much, right? Yeah, yeah. But she, I actually saw her get upset. Over emotional, yeah. yeah. And it is emotional when you've got people with no fingernails and all that because they're just doing that to eat. Well, we changed that. We changed that. We were there for a couple of weeks and we 
So you've got to be careful. You can't unbalance these people either. They're only used to one way. We interviewed them all and they said, we don't want to be involved in mining. We want to do things that we like doing. Yeah. But I can think of 10 things they'd like doing, like even you know, cultivating the fruits and stop them rotting or different things or being involved, set up, set up a business. Yeah. You know, there's local soaps being made purely organic. There's bakeries yeah. just waiting for a bit of investment. Those women and those children should be in there. They shouldn't be in a dangerous environment. So yeah. on our sites, they will be removed at their request, by the way. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. not us going in saying you're doing this. They'll have a choice. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's the choice thing, isn't it? It's like if there are alternative opportunities, like, you know, what things that we take for granted, like setting up little bakery stalls and things like that, yeah. you've got to have yeah. the infrastructure in place to get them the, the grains and the, the equipment that they need to actually to, to make yeah. bread and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. the simple stuff that we take for granted, it, it's we if we can enable that, then we can help them to develop these small businesses. I think it's all there. It's lack of education. That's what it comes down to. You know, I, I left school at 13. At least I had 13 years, 13 years to educate myself. But then I got a street education off my father. Mm. The point is these guys have never had any education. Mm. So they don't understand really how to make money. But the only thing they do know, and the saddest thing I ever heard was that Natalie, our CEO, she asked a lady who had a young baby with her, maybe about it's 45 degrees, you know, in the sun. Mm. Why is your baby with her? She, and what she said was, sorry, her son, who's about four-year-old, sorry, and a baby. And she said, why, why is your son here? She said, because he's being trained to do what I do for the rest of his life. And I thought that was pretty sad, you and you've only got one option in your life. Well, and also it's just an instinct. You don't think that there could even be an option, let alone if there is an option, because there's never been any options put in front no, of them. There's nothing. They know there's, you know, we know our lands are gold rich. Mm. It, we know that. It's just been proven by uh, some results of SRK and what have you. So we know we're on the gold. Massive results, massive hits, great. But now what we do next. Yeah. Okay. So I'm working on a program at the minute to include the communities. Yeah. Because there's a plastics issue there where all the disease is coming from. Yeah. You know, it's fortunately they've put all the plastics in a big pile, but it stops there, they're thinking. But I can think of half a dozen things where they can be recycled. Yeah. Recycled locally to, to benefit locally. Yeah. But there are companies now making uh, bricks. Yeah. Lots of plastics. Yeah, they're recycling them and using them for house building. Brilliant idea. You know, good luck to companies like that. But there's other things we can do. So we'll fund the cleanup of that as well because our business is different, Colin. We're not going to make a mess over there. We're going to clean up everything around us because there's so much value in our land. We can afford 5%, 10% of our, our profits to go to that mm. because that's the right thing to do. It goes a long way for them. And, <sighs> and crucially, like it, all of those initiatives are going to require staff. So therefore, there's jobs are created. And, and jobs created, uniforms. And it creates, a, it creates a cycle. But it's not even just that, you know, Colin. It's an education in business you get. At the moment, they might earn $1 a day if they find, you know, a, a, a 50th of a gram of gold or whatever it is. But we can show them different ways linked to the gold business, the mining business. Because the, is it, I use the word ancillary, the ancillary businesses around it, if that's the right phrase, I'm not sure. Mm. Or, you know, the side businesses. Yeah. There's at least 20 you need around a gold a gold uh, camp. Yeah. You know, there's... There's cooks, there's chefs, there's all sorts of people you need to contain your camp and maintain it. And what that does, it helps those people survive, give them a better life because they have better food, better better conditions. Yeah. But it also creates more profit. So the outlay is free 
because we've got all of the, that organizational skill around us, mm. local skill, yeah. it actually makes the actual uh, business process a lot cleaner, faster, more efficient, so we get more profit. Yeah. So it's actually everyone's helping each other, feed each other, yeah. and it just works better. Well, I, do, I think that um, a lot of this, these initiatives come about from the reaction and the experience that you and Natalie have. Well, actually, you've been doing it for a long time. This was Natalie's first opportunity, but you've been going to Guinea back and forth for many, many years and and, and with Jake and Kurt and so on. So I think your experiences out there is what's formed your desire or the initiative to actually start to, 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 to put things on the ground and make some changes there. So, and because I mentioned that because we, you were talking about how You've been influenced even just by this trip in terms of environment. You've been thinking more and more. You always, you have been, but you've been thinking more and more about it. So I'm just curious. We talk a lot here about how we listen and we we use experts and, and, and that's more on the business side. But I guess it also applies to things like the environment and, and RESG policies. We're influenced by what you say. And I think that's an advantage that you have versus some of the big corporates who mm. some of the some of the chairmans and the CEOs of big corporates probably never go to these places, whereas you're actually experiencing it on the ground and therefore in a position to make these big business decisions that can imp- impact the environment. So do you feel like you were, you even even in the last trip, you, you've, you've learned new things about the environment? Absolutely. I mean, you, you've got to be there. And most of these big corporates, they're not really there. They say they are, but they're not. They've got people on the ground. And I met- Representatives. Yeah. And- well, I met a couple of guys who work for a couple of big corporates out there and they couldn't have been more damning about how they were treated if they tried. They said, they treat us like dogs. We hate it. Okay. Well, why, why do that? I don't get that because you're always better off with friends in life than enemies. I don't mm. quite get it. But when you're a big corporate and you're listed already on a big stock market, you know, you've got your shareholders to answer to. And if any CEO or COO or the board says, we're now going to give 20% away back to the people, I think they'd be removed in about an hour <laughs> because that's your problem. Yeah. But we can do it up front because yeah. that is part of our program in the new world I was talking about, because that's expected now. We're expected to save the earth, but some of the big corporates haven't got that flexibility. So we're coming in early before we list, which is underway. And we've, we've allocated quite a large portion of our profits well, large, when I say large, you know, 15, 20, 25%, depending on, on the permit that will go back into the community and into the environment. But that gets me lots more of 100%. Yeah. That's the way I think because a lot of people now, whereas, you know, I met the government out there several times, they're saying, if you're going to improve the environment, what can we do to help you? Yeah. I guarantee they're not saying that to the big corporates. Yeah. Because they're fighting with them people because the big corporates come in and bully. That's what they do. Well, there's an interesting parallel there because we've done podcasts before where we've talked more about our traditional real estate business in the UK and how... You've got things like the pension industries, which are struggling and, and the, 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 the reluctancy to look at alternative assets because there's a way that they've been doing it for so long and they don't really want to change, even though they know that it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see that in the, in the commodities industry. A lot of the, a lot of these been businesses have been doing it the same way for a very, very long time. And you guys have got the freedom to be alternative. You, you can make those decisions to be different. Whereas it feels like where, where does that reluctance from big business come from to just, you know, just to never change? I think some people, I think that business has been done one way for 25, 30 years since like the late eighties, when we had the, the real meltdowns of the eighties and what have you, mm. um, you know, the black Mondays and what have you. And I think after that, is it fear? I, um, no, I think it's greed. I don't think it's fair. I think it's greed. Um, maybe with a bit of fear of making a decision, a wrong decision that costs you your job. Um, you know, sometimes we, we engage with companies as an outsource here, 
you know, and we ask people to do things for us and we're paying, you know, we're paying the top rate for it. And then all of a sudden it occurs to you that that person doesn't want to make that decision because a bad decision these days means you're you're ejected from the business Mm. because there's that many people out there who can replace you. So everyone's scared to make a decision now especially in the the authority level and the the local authority level well with regards to you you mentioned before about you know the the need to be um to the, the fact that you've been uh, out there so many times and your experiences have been formed by being out there on the ground yourself what does it mean to you why is it so important for you to be hands on i think i think cuz i enjoy it if you enjoy something you do it better yeah, you know it's a fact. It's why we have our um, hobbies in life. If you have got a hobby, yeah, your work is your hobby. Yeah, it, it's work's <laughs> hobby, but it's but it's fun at the same time. Yeah. All right, I have my moments of grief and all that, but I do enjoy when I land in Africa, Colin. I feel like it's the land of the free, honestly, because it's you've got to see it one day, honestly. And you go out there and you see the nicest people who are coming up to your car and they've got the biggest smiles and also the best teeth I've ever seen in the world because <laughs> their diet's natural, right? Mm. So they don't have like rotten teeth like we all do. It's, it just shows you what we've done to ourselves here, but it's the land of the free for me. And you meet some brilliant people, but I expect honesty. And when I had my meetings out there with the tribal elders and the chiefs of the tribes and whoever their titles are, you know, I, I made it very clear. Don't lie to me. One lie, you might as well tell me a thousand lies. Okay. I will stop trusting you. We can only work together on the back of trust here. And they were fully on board. And I think they said words to the effect that no one's ever, ever been that open with us before. We love it. What do you need? Mm. There's five acres of land free of charge. And creates trust then. Build, build what you like on it. We want you on our site. It builds a trust. You're dead right. But you've got to be honest and you've got to see, you've got to look into their eyes. You can't get that human factor from a camera yeah, it, or a document. You've got to be on the ground. But most of these lazy, what I call, I'm going to be dead careful here, um, diner business dinosaurs. You've never had a Traditionalists. Heart. Yeah, you'll be more PC than me, but I'm trying not to swear, but these people in your London, your New Yorks and all the rest of it, they sit in their ivory towers looking at spreadsheets. Well, great if you can get away with that. Good luck to you, because that's an easier life than I've got. You know what I mean? The problem with that is, is that it brings a load of risk that, where I like to de-risk our company and my family by being there myself. And I love it as well, because when you're out there and you, there's no TVs, there's no satellite, there's no Wi-Fi, you're on 3G at best, Okay. It really makes you start acting different as a, your lifestyle changes so much, mm. but it's fun, you know. I was going to bed at 10 o'clock. I was up at 6 the next morning because breakfast was 6.30. Mm. Colin, I don't go to bed till 2 a.m. here because mm. I'm on the phone till 1 in the morning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've mm. got to change your whole life out there. Mm. And the, the, the country there is just beautiful, but it's really good. And we're trying to do whatever we can to help Guinea because it's coming from behind the other countries like Uganda's, like your Nigeria's. <laughs> excuse me, um, and it's way behind them, but my God, is it catching up fast. Yeah. And you can see the wealth going in there right now from Saudi, from Turkey, from uh, the UAE. I mean, the UAE has got the longest standing relationship there with the, the aluminium, the bauxite. Yeah. That's a 30-year relationship, but no one talks about it because it's all about oil and it's all about this. Well, that's fine. If you're an oil guy, good luck to you. Yeah. But we are different minerals. We're gold, we're silver, we're diamonds. But we like to de-risk by doing it smaller more controlled with a better team. And hands-on. Hands-on. And we've just expanded our team on the ground there. 
to, I've got the best geologists, local geologists in the whole country work for me. And they work very closely with SRK. Mm. And, they, and, we, and they work very closely with the Deloitte's and your EYs of the world. So I'm de-risking by using people's other intelligence as well. Because yeah. it's not all about me. Yeah. You know, all I do is turn up to a site. I got offered the site the other day. Sorry, sorry to bang on a bit. Got offered a site the other day where they reckon there's 200,000 or 220,000 troy ounces in the ground or ounces. So I did a bit of homework. Three phone calls later, I knew it was a scam. But the problem with that is I knew I can do that. If they did offer that to someone who's innocent mm. in London or Dubai or somewhere like that, those people get scammed by them people. Mm. And that's what's bad about the business. So we're trying mm. to eradicate that. So what I'll do now is now report them people to the authorities and have them arrested because they damage my business by default. Yeah. So they are no bad good reputation. Bad reputation. Africa's got a terrible reputation anyway, but my God, is it cleaning itself up? Yeah. Well, you just segued into another question I was going to ask there about like, you, you know, you're getting phone calls because every time you come back from the UAE or from um, Guinea, you always talk about how the amount of phone calls that you get and the requests for meetings and, you know, um, it just keeps increasing. We, we've used this word before, momentum. Feels like there's momentum right now yeah. because it, it, instead of you banging on doors, People are banging on our door. And I was just wondering, like, how do you, we, we had a similar conversation 12 months ago when we were doing quite a lot of ones, but how do you find the balance between prioritizing? Because if you think about all of the, the, the different offices that are being opened around the world and there's going to be new products to support the, the resources activity and, um, you know, you, you need to get back out to Guinea at some point and you're always in Dubai. How do you, how do you know, what's your, what's your instincts when it comes to making those priorities and deciding what you do? Because you're just getting, you're getting hounded is the best way of yeah. putting it. You're hounded at the moment for opportunities. Well, I, I think, I, I don't know. I can't answer that to be fair because my instinct. It's never, it's, it's just, it's not it, failed you so far. No, it's it? not failed me so far. Don't get me wrong. I don't make profit all the time on now and again. I've, I've broke even because yeah. it hasn't quite worked out as well as I thought, but I've never lost money. Mm. Not, not, not using my instinct or intuition. They've always been pretty good to be fair. And that's why I like to meet people face to face to see into their eyes, into their soul a little bit. You know what I mean? So is it purely impulse when it comes to things like, you know, I'm going to open office here, but not here. Is that an impulse thing or is it based on people that you've met, get the relationships that you build or what, what, what is it? Yeah, that's different. When it comes to opening offices worldwide, it's because we're asked to go into that right. area. Yeah. So we don't There's do, the opportunity yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Most companies would open an office and then do a massive marketing campaign. They'd already be half a million pound in debt before they open the doors. Yeah. We don't do that. What we do is we already have a business going in that jurisdiction or that country. Yeah. Which and all, then set then, the office up. Then we set the office up because we know we're already profitable. Mm. So we there's no loss to us. Yeah. So there's no gamble to us because we yeah. de-risked it and we took the gamble out of it. Yeah. So I think we do it in a different way where we 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 mitigate the risk. Yeah. We follow our instinct and intuition, but it's not just me deciding on that now. I run everything by Nat, the board, yeah. my sons. Yeah. I say, look, I've got an idea. It's like, for instance, at the moment, you know, we're thinking about, but we've been offered a couple of great sites yesterday in the UK, huge, absolutely huge caravan leisure parks with country houses on them, a castle on it. And I thought, do you know what? I'm ready for that. I could do something like that. That would make me hungry. That would yeah. make me excited. That Well, I remember when late last year, when we started looking at the holiday park as a business model and, and you know, you were, you were trying to find that right model. Yeah. And now isn't it interesting that they're coming to you and, yeah. you know, offering and, and, and trying to get you to, to, to invest in it. I think so. And I think what happens is, Cole, is that the people start, people like us generally, there's a lot of people like us who can't back it up. 
Okay. They, a lot of people like us, not going to say how much money we've got in the bank. That's not the right thing to do, but we can write a fair size check right now. Okay. And we can pretty much buy anything we want to, to a certain level, but this company is way bigger than us that I aspire to be, which mm. is fine. But the point is they're coming to us now because they know we're proven because they see what we're doing on social media. They can call the office. They call in for meetings. We're back to back with meetings around the world. Yeah. I've got at least 10 meetings in Dubai next week in Abu Dhabi because I've been asked to go there. It's not me just banging on people's doors. I did that for 20 years, but you've got, but I think you'll find that was the way every successful business started. Your Amazons, your, your Teslas, they all started the same. Well, you do the door knocking first, you get the brand out, you moan, you kick and scream, you live on the street, you go bankrupt, you go to nothing, you go, everything, everything in the world that can happen, but you must carry on. And then the good times come if you work hard enough. Yeah. And that's what's happened. Wow. Well, um, on that note, um, I think the next 12 months are going to be, well, actually the next three months are going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but thanks for the time and uh, we'll catch up again soon and talk more about uh, maybe your trip from Dubai because you're heading out there soon as well. Yeah, I loved it, yeah. Anytime. Right. anytime. Thanks, Thank Dave. You. Thanks, Colin. Bye. Bye.